So real quick question, does anybody remember what topic our series has been on recently? We, anger and anxiety. We covered anger for about four weeks, maybe five or six weeks. And uh, we're going to talk about anxiety again today and for uh, probably one more week. And, uh, you know, there are so many different things that I don't have to tell you guys this, that kind of gnaw at us through the week. It could be current events, what's going on in the country, what's going on in the world. It could be what's going on in your family. It could be a relationship issue. It could be a health issue. It could be a financial issue. Uh, it could be a spiritual issue, something you're feeling disconnected from God and, and worried and anxious about those things. But we can all relate to dealing with, <clears throat> with anxiety, can't we? Is there anybody here who just totally anxiety-free across the board? Okay, we all deal with anxiety in one way, shape, or form. And so I kind of want to start with just reminding us, what we're talking about is how to deal with anxiety God's way. As we're talking about this, anxiety is a reality of life. Stress, worry, having cares. And so as we, we look at this, I just want to do a quick review. And if you think about the, um, as we talked about last week, Anxiety is a state of being troubled by a distracting care. God tells us we are to care for things. All through scripture, we're told, and he says, care for your church, care for your family, to care for things. But it becomes anxiety when that care becomes something it's not supposed to be. It becomes a troubling or a distracting care. It's distracting us from the things that God wants us to have our heart and mind set on. And so the reality is, there's kind of this line of, I have a care or a concern, and it crosses over into, this is a troubling, it's distracting, it's got me off focus. My perspective is no longer what it should be, and as we're going to talk about today, my priorities are no longer what they're supposed to be. I believe if we have the right perspective and the right priorities, we won't be dealing with anxiety the way we typically do. The right perspective for the right mindset and the right priorities that are pursuits, then we won't deal with anxiety the way that we often do. So we looked at Philippians 4, 4 through 7, and uh, the passage gives us this awesome promise. It says that uh, we can enjoy God's supernatural peace. Instead of worry, he'll give you supernatural peace. It says a peace that, pers uh, a peace that passes all understanding, and that it'll stand guard over your heart and mind. And isn't that what you need when you have anxiety? It's like you need somebody to guard. It's like an intruder comes into your mind, an intruder comes into your heart, and it's causing you to worry, right? Has anybody experienced that? You want to enjoy your family, you want to enjoy your Labor Day, but all of a sudden there's this intruder there badgering you, telling you you should be worried about this. Did you forget about that? Don't let, don't relax. Don't, you can't let your guard down. We got to make sure this gets taken care of and it's consuming. It's an intruder. Well, the peace of God will guard our heart and mind. But that promise is a conditional promise. In other words, there's something you need to do if you want to experience that peace. Everyone wants to experience that peace, but there's something that we need to do, God's word tells us if we want to. And that is that we need to learn to worship instead of worry. That's the change of perspective. We need to worship instead of worry. 
And so there were three main instructions in that passage. One is to be glad about the things of God. Can anyone quote it? The passage? Rejoice. In the Lord always, again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, it means be glad. Make a choice to be glad in the Lord about the things of God. Be glad about the things of God. And next, be humble and let go of my rights. He says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is near. So if we'll humble ourselves in the middle of those things, we can experience God's peace. And then ask instead of be anxious. He says, be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, let your request be made known to God with, thank with, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Pray about it. So if we do those things, if we start being glad about the things of God, if we be humble, and if we ask instead of be anxious, God gives us this promise that you can have supernatural peace. The thing is, we typically, we know that verse, but it's the actual practicing. He doesn't say, if you know about this verse, you're going to have that peace. He says, you need to do these things to have that peace. And so I would encourage you, and I've been practicing this. I was interesting because I had said something to, to um, Carly and Evie, and I was, I'm kind of stressed out about this deal. And Evie reminded me, she's like, well, why don't you do the things we talked about on Wednesday? Because we did this on Zoom. And I was like, I actually have tried that, and it's helped. Uh, I'm, tr I'm trying to apply God's word to this, to this very thing. She's like, you should share that on Sunday. I wasn't planning on doing that, so. I think they might be on Zoom, so I did share it, Evie. There you go. Um, and so there's what God uh, wants us to do to experience his supernatural peace. Now, today, what we're going to cover is the fact that we don't need to worry because we can trust God to take care of us. You think that's true? We know that's true, but we still end up worrying very often, don't we? So we're going to kind of work through this. We're going to take kind of a high altitude flyover of a passage and we'll talk about it and specifically we're going to talk about seven reasons why we should trust God rather than worry in this passage and three things that we can do that'll bring us to trust God rather than worry again we're going to move kind of quickly through it but we're going to cover uh seven reasons why we should trust God rather than worry three things we can do I mentioned this on uh Wednesday zoom and there's a couple people in here I think that were there do you know what passage we're going to look at? Or even if you're kind of like, oh, I wonder if it's this one. Anyone have an idea about we don't need to worry because we can trust God to take care of us? Matthew 6, 25 to 34. I'm going to read it and then we'll pray one more time. It's, it's kind of a long passage, but if you would just follow along with me. This is Jesus. Here's the context of the passage. Jesus is talking to some of his disciples on a hill it's called the sermon on the mount he's up on a hillside talking to his disciples the topic is righteousness and he's basically saying how can we be righteous the end of the sermon is the the passage where it talks about build your life on the rock instead of on the sand so if we want to be righteous we need to put our faith and trust in jesus christ that's the ultimate part but here he's talking about how to be righteous when it comes to living in this world and the cares of money and these different things that, that kind of pull us back and forth. And so this is what Christ is saying <clears throat> in that passage, Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. 
Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for neither for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God's word does not shy away from these difficult topics, such as stress, anxiety, and worry. He hits it. God's word hits these things straight on. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about and kind of maybe move a little bit slowly through this passage and, and talk a little bit more about anxiety and what Christ has to say. But let's pray one more time. Father, I thank you for your son. I thank you for this group of people that you brought here today. We trust that you will use your word and your spirit to minister to each person as they need it. I pray that you would minister to us through each other, through our conversations. Uh, but right now, uh, you know, as we sing and as we pray and as we talk, all those things, I pray that you would minister. But right now, we ask that you would minister through your word, through your Holy Spirit. I know I don't have the ability to look into each person's heart or to know what each person needs, but you perfectly do. So we're going to trust you to do that. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. All right. So first of all, why should we trust God rather than worry? We're going to go through seven of these things. Why we should trust God rather than worry. The first thing is, is that there's more to life than what we're worrying about. Right? Passage says it. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Think about all the different spheres of life that we have. And think about the reality of when you're worrying, what are you doing? You're focused on one part and maybe even one small part of a, of a part of your life. Take the relationships part. You have all these relationships and you're zeroed in on this one relationship and I'm afraid I'm going to lose him or her. I'm afraid this they're going to be met and we're zeroed in on that. But isn't life more than that? Life is so much more than that. And the reality is that when we are worrying, we're missing out on all the other aspects of life. If I'm worried about my job, I'm probably... Uh, and maybe there's some things I need to be concerned about or do or follow up on. I'm not saying be irresponsible. You guys know I wouldn't say that. But there's a good chance I'm not being present when I'm sitting with my kid. I'm a million miles away, worried about this, worried about that. There's a good chance 
I'm not enjoying the recreation. If we're doing something that's going to be fun, even watching a movie, sometimes you watch a movie to check out. Chances are you're not really enjoying that movie because in the back of your head, you're going through all of these things. And then you're thinking, oh man, when this movie ends there, it's going to be again. There's more to life than the very things that we're worrying about. So if we take a step back and we go, I don't need to worry because worrying is cutting me off from all the other parts of my life. And I will say most importantly, what it does is it blinds us to all the spiritual things going on. If I'm worried about uh, my job again, let's say, chances are I'm not seeing one that God has provided for me in the past. I'm not looking at the fact that God may be wanting to grow me and mature me in this situation. I may be missing out on the fact that my kid needs love, attention. My wife needs uh, me to help or to serve or to minister. I'm missing out on the spiritual things. I'm not seeking first the kingdom of God. All of a sudden, I'm worried about this one little aspect of my world. And so what ends up happening is I end up missing out on all the parts of life because when I'm worrying, I can only focus on one. So there's more to life than what we're worrying about. Isn't that a good reason? Like we don't want to miss out on the rest of life. That's a good reason. I'm saying right here in God's word to not worry, trust God instead. Another reason we are valuable to him. I want to talk a little bit more about this, but I think this is one of the biggest hindrances for the believer is not buying into this and not believing this my personal uh, experience and my personal observation is we think of god as 10 million miles away and we know that he loves us on paper and that he sent his son to die for us but really knowing that we are valuable to him and that he cares about us when we begin to buy into that and accept that and enjoy that it changes everything and so here we go. Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And so you have birds and they go and do what they're supposed to do. They live and do their work every day. But they're not worried about tomorrow. They're just doing what they're going to do today. Trusting that God will take care of them for tomorrow. And again, we don't have to worry because we trust that God will take care of us. Now let's think of some things in your life that are valuable to you. Just think of a few things that are valuable. Maybe you think of a person, maybe you thought of a couple, you know, your car, your, this heirloom or these things. What do you do for those things that are valuable? You take care of them, right? If your car is important to you, and it rains, you're out there washing your car. Or it gets a flat tire, you're fixing the tire. Or the check engine light comes on, it's right away. If your car's not important to you, you're like, yeah, I got this car. You know, this other car, I'm not really care. I'll, I'll keep it parked. That doesn't matter. You don't really take care of it. So we take care of the things that are important to us. What God's saying here is, and the passage is saying, God takes care of the birds. Now let's compare your car or your kid. Is your car valuable to you important? Yeah, it's important. Is your kid a little bit more valuable important? Which one are you going to take more care of? 
And what he's saying here is he's like, God's taking care of birds. If you're worrying taking care of your car, but you really are going to take care of your kids, then that's what he says. He says, yet yeah, your heavenly father. He doesn't say the bird's heavenly father. He's saying your heavenly father. He's not even calling the God the father of the birds. He's their creator, but he's our father. And as we begin to accept and, and embrace the reality that God cares about us, not just cares about us, we are valuable to God. We're not just a, a script, a line in his script. I died and paid for so-and-so's sin. And yes, I'll let them go, go to heaven because they put their faith in me. You and I are valuable to God. You can't do anything to make God love you more. You can't make anything to do God love you less. You are valuable to God. Now, does your kid trust you to take care of them? For most of us, that would be a case. I know some of us maybe have had difficult situations or whatever it is, but our kid is trusting us to take care of them. Why? Because we care about them. The same relationship should be between us and God. Another reason why we should trust God rather than worry, worry does no good. <laughs> In fact, worry does harm, doesn't it? Check this out. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Trust me, worrying doesn't make you taller. If worrying made you taller, I'd be taller than y'all right now. In fact, not a lot of you don't know this, but I used to be 6'2 until I started worrying. Just kidding. Worry does nothing good. It makes you sick. It shaves years off your life. It makes you miserable. It distracts you from all the other beautiful things that got worrying does nothing good so why should we trust god instead of worry we're, one worry doesn't do any good and some of this uh this passage th this particular verse is actually translated in a couple different ways one is uh can't add one cubit to your stature and the other is won't add any like even an hour to your life or a day to your life and so if you think about it, a lot of times we're worrying, we're trying to figure out how to add time onto our life, how to do these things. The reality is worrying will not do any good for any of that. It just won't. In fact, it causes more harm. So let's think about a situation. Let's think about, um, I have a choice. I can worry about something or I can trust God. Let's say the situation is, uh, relationship i'm worried about my relationship with my wife i feel like maybe she's um you know lost interest in me or just doesn't care about me like she used to and i'm getting starting to panic about that so i got a choice i can worry about that i can trust god those are really my two choices what is worrying about that going to do <laughs> nothing it's probably going to cause some bigger problems as a matter of fact I'm going to become clingy. I'm going to become overbearing. I'm going to become needy. I'm going to become all these things because I'm worried and I'm anxious about it. Now, let's say the same situation, but I decide I'm going to trust God with that. I become calm. I become peaceful. I become comforted. I become filled up because I'm accepting God's love. Which do you think is going to work better in my relationship with my wife? 
being insecure and fearful and scared and panicky and stressed out. Worry does no good. It does harm. Trusting God does good. I mean, not only because it'll bless and minister to us personally in our relationship, but it has ripple effects into the other aspects of life. The same whether it's for a job or for health or whatever it is, worrying will only hinder. Trusting God will only help. That's truth from God's word. Worrying does no good. Another reason we should trust God rather than worry, God is able to do more for us than we can do for ourselves. We all know that, right? God is able to do more for us than we can do for ourselves. Check this out. So why do you worry about clothing? Got any people that worry about clothing here? Think about what you're going to wear the next day. For most of us, uh, the situation isn't like, am I going to have anything to wear? It's like, am I going to look good in what I'm wearing? Am I, is it going to fit uh, anymore? Uh, whatever that might be, right? But just the reality of that there are some people that don't even really, really they're having to deal with, am I going to have the clothes I need? But any rate, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now check this out. Solomon was the wisest man and the richest man. And he couldn't dress himself like the flowers are dressed. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And so think about it. Even Solomon, with all his resources, couldn't clothe himself the way that God could clothe him. The reality is, God is able to do more for us than we can do for ourselves. Now, when we start worrying, we're typically trying to figure out how we're going to solve the problem, right? And how are we going to solve it? With our strength, with our intellect, with our money, with our personality, with our finances, with our with our, with our, with our, with our, every single one of those things is limited. Your finances are limited. I hate to tell you, but your intellect is limited. Your health is limited. Your energy is limited. Your time is limited. It's all limited. But with God, it's unlimited. God's time is not limited. God's connections are not limited. We have limited connections. Yeah, I know a couple of people. God knows them all. God has all the finances available. God has all the health and resources available. So it's crazy for us to worry and figure and try and figure out how are we going to take care of this problem? Because that's what worry is, right? Trying to solve a problem ourselves rather than trusting God to solve it. And the reality is we need to trust God because he's able to do it much more than we can do for ourselves. Why would I be trusting myself? I said, hey, you're like, hey, I got a problem. I'm really uh, concerned about, you know, this situation. I'm like, okay, I got two people I can refer you to. One of them over here is not real smart. Uh, he's kind of tired. Doesn't have a lot of energy. Doesn't have a lot of friends. Uh, you know, he, he's pretty limited. And I got, I got this guy over here. He's really connected. He's got all kinds of finances. He has all kinds of health connections. He's got all kinds. Which one are you going to want to trust? The guy over here, like, send me to this guy. Our father has unlimited resources. 
So it's crazy for us to trust ourselves, to trust others, to trust what's going on in the world. When that's limited, we should trust God because he can do more than we can do for ourselves. Do you believe that? you believe God can do more for you than we can do for ourselves? Another reason we should trust God, I know we're kind of going quickly through this and it's a high altitude flyover. Uh, and, and my prayer would be that there's one or two of these. Maybe you're like, I'm not going to remember all these. That's okay. But maybe there's one or two that click with you and connect and you go like, that's what I need to hang on to. I need to remember that I'm valuable to God. Like I, I needed to hear that today. So trust, I trust that God will give you what you need to hear today, even though we're covering a lot. Another reason to trust God rather than try and take care of it ourselves or rather than worry is that we're called to be different than the world since we have a father in heaven who knows our needs. Therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all of these things, the Gentiles seek. Now, I'm not going to go into depth on, on the Gentiles, but in kind of just a real basic, basic way, what he's saying is, those without God, the pagans, those who have false gods. He's saying, they're the ones that are chasing after all these things. They're the ones that are worried about all these things. For the, after these things, the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. So he's saying, hey, don't worry about if your needs are going to be taken care of. That's what the rest of the world is doing. Because they don't have a God who can take care of all these things. And so they don't have a God who can take care of these things. So they have to take care of it themselves. But we have a heavenly father who knows that you need all these things. So when we find ourselves worrying, we're really behaving as the world who has no God that cares about them and that knows their needs. We're doing the same thing. We're behaving as if we're atheists, right? Or that our God is puny because we're thinking, oh, how is he going to take care of this? How is he going to take care of that? How can this? And the reality is that we're called to live different. We have a father in heaven who knows our needs. Now think about that. Uh, again, I know that there's a lot of different backgrounds here, but most of us, our basic needs, at least, and there may be a few, and, and I don't want to downplay that, but most of us weren't worried about if we were going to have food on our table. I know there may be a few people here, but most people out of parent or two that made sure to meet our basic needs. And the people who didn't have that, they're the ones that lived scrambling for themselves, trying to take care of it for themselves, trying to make sure. And they had to look out for themselves because they didn't have that, right? Most of us had that in one way, shape, or form. It may not have been perfect, but your basic needs were taken care of. Now, the reality is, as children of God, we all have that parent that will take care of our needs, just like we want to take care of the needs of our kids. So we shouldn't be living as if we have no heavenly father that wants to meet our needs and wants to take care of us. We should be living as one who has a heavenly father who can and wants to and knows our needs. That's why we should trust God rather than worry because he knows our needs. He knows we need all these things 
and he's a good father. Another one is it's impossible to seek God and his righteousness while we're overwhelmed by temporal problems. The whole context of this, if the verse before, the verses that we're in, he says, do not worry about tomorrow uh, or uh, life is more than, than um, these things you're worried about. The whole context is he says, you cannot serve God and mammon. You're going to either love one and hate the other or hate one and love the other. So the whole context here is you're going to have to kind of pick your priorities. Last week, we talked about choose a new perspective. Here we need to choose new priorities. And so the Therefore, do not worry, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after these things, the Gentiles seek. Your heavenly father knows you need these things. Here we go. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. God takes care of those who are following him. Does anybody have this thing? Well, what about the people that end up starving to death? Because there are people in the world that starve to death. Right? The fact of the matter is, if we are seeking God, and this is not an easy, easy, uh, this would not be, I'm saying, not saying this would be simple, but God will give us what we need to endure that situation. He will make it possible for us to have peace, joy, and comfort, even though we're not having those needs met. The large picture is God meets all those needs just like he meets the needs of the birds. But if we are continuing to seek God, then he will give us what we need to make it through when we don't have those things that we feel we need. Does that make sense? That's not easy, but when we trust God, he can give us that to sustain us through those times where... Uh, we aren't getting our needs met. And uh, if, I'm, if I'm fretting and worrying, so here it's impossible to seek God and his righteousness while we're overwhelmed by temporal problems. How am I going to be seeking God's priority, God's kingdom, what God wants, if I'm worried about if my power is going to get shut off? I'm consumed with that. I need to take care and try and get my power on, no, no doubt. But if I'm consumed with that, is my heart going to be open to my wife? Is my heart going to be open to you guys? You guys call me with a problem. What am I going to be like? I don't got time for this, man. I'm trying to figure out how to keep my electricity on. I'm not seeking first the kingdom of God. I'm totally consumed with other things in my world and a small part of my world. And the reality is that it's impossible for us to be consumed with the temporal things or the things of this earth or our clothes or our life or our day-to-day -day things and be pursuing God. So we should trust God so that we can put him first. One more. When we're consumed by thoughts about tomorrow, we are unable to enjoy the things, enjoy the things God has given us today. Just like those little birds, it says that they don't go stocking up and put their stuff into barns. They're just doing what they do one day at a time, trusting God to take care of them for that day. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Can you guys relate to that? I mean, the reality is 
you're going to probably have some hardship this week. One day's worth of hardship, trouble, difficulty, cares, distracting cares. Isn't that enough for that day? It's enough. And usually by the end of the day, those things are taken care of. And if they, even if they haven't been taken care of, we can be handing them off to God and just go one day at a time. Because if we are so consumed with the future, the future, the future, tomorrow, 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 we're missing all the things that God's given us today. I miss the opportunity again, kind of if I'm consumed about what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen with this, what's going to happen with so-and-so, is so-and-so going to make it, is this, I'm not able to be present with the people that God's put in my life today. And you know, the people in your life need you. Did you know that? God's put you in their life. They need you. Your kids need you. Your spouses need you. Your friends need you. Your coworkers need you. God has given us to the world to be lights to the world, to be avenues of love. Those people need you. And if you are consumed with other things, they're not going to get anything from you. The world needs you. God has put you in these different people's lives to bless and minister to them. And so if I'm consumed about tomorrow, I'll block the channel off for him. Um, how do we trust God rather than worry? Three, three quick things. Sorry about this slide. One, believe that you're valuable to God. We're kind of taking this whole passage and kind of boiling it down to a couple main thoughts. One is believe that you are valuable to God. And as we be believe that, then we will trust him. If you think you're valuable to your parents as a kid, you trust your parents. If you know that you're valuable to them. And so I would just encourage you to, get, to begin to maybe even just speak some of those things out loud. To look at yourself in the mirror and say, that person right there is valuable and important, significant to God. God cares about that guy or that gal in the mirror. Very important to God. No less important than any other person I know. Sometimes we feel like everybody else is more important to God. Everybody else's problems are bigger to God. That's not true. That's a lie. That's what Satan wants us to believe. The reality is, is my problems are as important to God as your problems are, and your problems are as important to God as my problems are. You are valuable to God. If you would believe that, it will begin to eat away at the worries in your life. Are you not more valuable than the birds? Your kids are a lot more important than your car, right? Well, you're a lot more important to God than even the creation. He didn't send his son. We'll, we'll look at this in a minute, but he didn't send his son to die for the birds or the ozone or the forest, or the rainforest, or the rivers, or the mountains. He sent his son to die for you and for me. We're valuable to him. Believe that God knows what you need. Trust that God knows better than you, better than I, better than anyone what you specifically need. If you will believe that you're valuable to God and believe that he knows what you need, 
you'll begin to trust him more. And last, make God's priorities your priority. Seek first the kingdom of God. As you begin to go, I'm going to have, try and have God's outlook on this situation. You will begin to worry less and trust God more. You'll begin to go, God, how are you growing me through this? What do you want to do in my relationships in this? How do you want to work through me in this situation? So one, if you believe that you're valuable to God, two, you believe that God knows your needs, three, you start to make God's priorities your priorities, you will begin to whittle away at the worry. And just from these two weeks worth of talking about anxiety, if we would actually practice these things, it'll transform our lives. We will be people who walk around in peace rather than burdened by fretting and worrying and fear. It's a promise from God. Again, we don't need to worry because we can trust God to take care of us. I just want to close with this verse from Romans because really I believe it all ultimately comes down to Jesus Christ. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God's on your team, do you need to worry about who's against you? No. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how should how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? In other words, if God sent his son to die for you and gave his only begotten son so that you could have life, is now God going to go, I gave my son up for you, but I kind of want to keep this job. I know there's a good job for you, but I'm going to keep that back. Yeah, I know that uh, you need some peace and joy right now, but I'm going to keep that back. No. If he sent his son, his most prized possession, relationship to the cross for us, will he not take care of us? So I just want to remind you that we don't need to worry. Boiling it all down, if you're just like, I don't get it, Rich, we covered so much. We don't need to worry because we can trust God to take care of us. He sent his son for us. We're valuable to him, and we can trust him to take care of us. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you for your son. We do thank you that our need, needs are met uh, spiritually. You fill us up. You give us hope for the future. You forgive our sins. You give us a relationship with you. Those things, uh, Father, I feel like are all we really need to be able to endure anything in this life is knowing of all the spiritual blessings you've given us. They will sustain us through life's up and downs. Help us to really buy into how much you care about us. Open our hearts up to that. I pray that you would show us where we're worrying and how to trust you with those things this week. We love you. We thank you that you love us so much, that you're so faithful to us, so patient with us. And we would do want to learn how to love you and love each other better. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen.